handle the truth. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, James. Joining me today, I got Nick and Ant. What's up, fellas? What's up, everybody? What's up, James? What's up, James? How you doing? Man, today was a heavy episode, boys. We uh, we had a great great time sitting down with Olivia Murray uh, from Life for the Unborn Children and Speak Truth Without Fear. And we got into some wild, wild stuff. I got to pour a cocktail after that one. Yeah, that one was heavy. Uh, you know, getting when I say cocktail, I mean glass of bourbon. Abortion, abortion clinic, clinics and uh, the agenda right. behind the abortion clinics and the Satanism. And it was just very, very heavy. And we got into detail. And we get, and Olivia gives people actionable steps. God bless her and what she's yeah. doing. She's truly doing God's work. So if I were you, I would Google cute puppies on google images get them ready for after the show yeah just to lighten your mood up there's some there's some real evil going on in this world and uh olivia is actively out out on the front lines fighting against it and uh god bless her and what she's doing uh but on that note uh (laughs) we'll give you a little a little uh ad read and once again asking for your financial support so right now in our country, they're constantly attacking us with big pharma and uh, they're hitting us with all this processed food and all these chemicals and destroying our bodies from the inside out. And we need to make sure that we take care of them. Uh, HGH is a human growth hormone, but it's synthetic. And you, you go to the doctor, you pick it up and uh, it has horrible, horrible side effects. I mean, we know you, you can get you get it from China, too. Yeah, we know. We know what you can get growth hormone from China. Oh, it's good. We know what China's about. We know what big farmers about. China, and you definitely don't want to go that route. That's why this episode. I want something, James. I want it made in the USA. Oh, a thousand percent. BioPro Plus that is made in the USA. Shut up. Shut the front door. American made, American source. This is the best stuff ever. It's a hundred percent non-synthetic hgh alternative you know what i actually thought about it today i did a ride in the peloton and uh i fucking crushed it today did you I, yeah it's been like two weeks now since i've been taking that the um the bio plus like yeah and i'm like i just had a, a fucking amazing ride really no fatigue my recovery was great i don't know if it helps out with cardio no, it helps out with everything. Absolutely. It's it's got collagen. It's good for it's good for skin, your hair. I just I just realized it right now. I was like, wow, I crushed that ride today. Uh, uh no, a thousand percent. I noticed it in my neck. And it doesn't have a bunch a lot of ingredients either. No. And it's it's all 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 natural, non-synthetic HGH alternative. So HGH is a human growth hormone. It's, it's secreted in the pituitary gland, then it goes down to the liver and triggers uh creates growth factors. The growth factors um they are the cellular signals that are sent out into the blood into the bloodstream and actually tell the cells what to do not the hgh itself like mrna yeah like mrna exactly so what you're taking uh is an extraction of the natural growth factors offsetting what your body doesn't produce as much of as every year every year age they're 100 non-synthetic 100 safe and 100 effective uh, it's responsible for metabolism, muscle development, insulin sensitivity, libido, and sexual function, immune system function, wound and tissue healing, bone density and health, and skin and hair. There's so much science it's it, that backs this. It's it's absolutely insane. 
Uh, they use it. They use growth factors for par- Parkinson's, fibromyalgia, diabetes, and uh, other neurological disorders. This is not just for men. Women can take it as well. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal product. And just for me myself, I've been taking it for two weeks as well. It's been a total game changer. I, I, from my injuries, uh, I haven't been able to do uh, a, a lot with my neck, and the pain, the, the intensity in my, the pain intensity in my neck has gone down. Big time. I feel great. I haven't, I haven't felt like this in years. I feel younger uh, and I'm ready to attack the day every single I absolutely love this stuff. Um, and I, I highly, highly recommend it. Go to bioproteintech.com. Put in code we the people. Go to bioproteintech.com. Code we the people. Pick up yours today for $30 off. Code we the people at checkout. Go to bioproteintech.com. We really appreciate those guys. This stuff is 100% legit. Me and Nick. Anthony, Anthony, you'll be starting yours pretty soon, right? Um, well, pro- probably, in a couple, probably in a couple months. So you guys are doing it now and, you know, in the winter when you're not going to be taking your shirt off. But I'm going to hit it right before the finish I'm, line. I'm going to run mine straight through strong. summer. Yeah, I'm going to keep yeah. taking this. This stuff is awesome. Yeah. I, really, I really enjoy it. The way my body feels is... Truly unbelievable. I haven't felt this way in seriously in years. Like I just moved my whole entire house and I expected it to just be dead, completely mm-hmm. sore. My body feels great. I do not, I'm not sore. I'm not achy, nothing. And I expect it to be destroyed after that move, moving all the furniture. Um, and I, I think it's because of the BioPro. I really do. He sh- I, I saw a video of this guy. He had a second degree burn on his stomach, a really bad second degree burn. And he was taking BioPro Plus. And on the 14th day, the burn was basically gone. Like this stuff really, really works. Yeah, you're basically Wolverine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I, I really. No, but really, that w- without it really joking, that it's what it seemed like. Like those pictures were crazy that how that thing healed. It, it, it's truly unbelievable. Uh, this stuff. That was a burn? Yeah, that was a second degree burn. I thought yeah. that was his erection. Oh, oh a mushroom stamp? <laughs> Could have been Nick. I mean, not every not everybody's built built like me. Um, Any girth increases <laughs> in the last two weeks? Well, I will say that your libido does pick up a little bit. Oh, I'll right. tell you right now, my girl is annoyed annoyed with me. Yeah, she is so annoyed with me. Nick, you're probably happy. You're trying to have a baby. Your wife is probably like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, so is uh, my wrist. Oh yeah, Jill. Jill's had hurting. Yeah, dude, it's been rough. No, my girl's so annoyed. So annoyed. I'm running around like, babe, let's go. Come on. Um, but go to buy a protein. Huh? No, this stuff is it's, it's it's truly unbelievable. I really and what's what's the website, James? Bio, bioproteintech.com code we the people for thirty dollars off. You definitely won't regret it. Take your life back, uh, get your energy back, um, become who 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 you really want to be, achieve your full potential. That's what I think it, it really does. It helps you achieve your full potential. Whether you're you're not at a hundred percent or they come on the show, yeah, we're gonna have Dustin's gonna come on the show. The CEO, I really, I, really want, I want to pick his brain how he came up with this formula because it's it's pretty. I've taken a lot of stuff over the years, from real, real gear to like over the counter gear. No, this stuff is. I've just, <laughs> taken, this is pretty legit. I've taken some real gear as well, and this is this is definitely a game changer. I feel great, like just energy level, mood, everything, uh, uh, full spectrum. I feel really good. Uh, so go to bioproteintech.com, code we the people for $30 off. Hope everybody enjoys Olivia. 
uh, go check out uh, her work. Check out her social media at Real Olivia Murray on Instagram. Keep up what she's doing and speak truth without fear with Jordan Sarmo. She's the chief editor. Go check that out as well. I hope everybody enjoys. You can't handle the truth. But today joining us, we got a really special guest. We have uh, this the chief chief editor of Speak Truth Without Fear and the founder of Life for Unborn Children. Welcome to the show, Olivia Murray. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's truly a pleasure. Uh, absolutely love what you're doing and what you're doing to speak truth on what's going on because it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world. You're working closely with Jordan Sarmo, correct? Correct, yeah. Yep. Uh, you guys are doing ama- amazing work. So tell me how you got started in fighting against this evil that we're up against right now because you're 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 in deep right now (laughs) thanks uh yeah i so i'm in arizona i'm in tucson and um i've been here since 2014 and for a lot of people that aren't tracking on some of the events we have um an overtly you know heavy uh military intelligence presence here um one of the universities asu their president, Michael Crow, is a former CIA guy for a long, long time. Um, we have CIA operations at a Pinal Airport. So there's quite a quite a presence here. And I think because of that, it's pretty corrupted. So a couple of years back, I really got involved because I got behind a Senate candidate um, who was kind of speaking my language. I'd never been imbo- involved in politics before. Um, but if you guys know Arizona, you probably know John McCain, Jeff Flake. Very disappointing, very disappointing guys. Um, And then there was another one, Martha McSally. And so somebody jumped in uh, the race against her. And I really, I I got behind him because I loved what he was saying. He was obviously saying all, you know, all my values. And then since then, kind of um, in the wake of how that campaign went, my eyes were really opened to the amount of corruption that is within, you know, the party I align with, which is the Republican party, um, as far as the platform. For the most part. And um, so that's really been my big fight is, you know, obviously, you know, you hear in the Bible, don't yell about the log and, you know, the speck in your neighbor's eye when you got the log in your own eye. So that's kind of the way I see it. And, um, you know, we can't really be effective if we have our own just constantly stabbing us in the back. So what I see is like a huge fight is cleaning up our party, getting it squared away before we can, you know, become effective and start to tackle the Marxism and communism pushing on the other side. Oh, a thousand. So you're, so you're racist is what you're telling us. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. Wrapped it up for you. No, it's all right. As you can see, my white privilege is through the roof. I'm like see-through. Right. All yeah. <laughs> how white I am. Um, no, that's amazing because we talk about this on the show all the time. We have to get out of this right versus left paradigm. The Republicans right. are 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 not doing us any favors. They're not standing up for our rights they're not standing up for our civil liberties they're not doing anything they're just giving us all lip service they're telling us right. what we want to hear that like just so they have it for their campaign ad they're like oh here's so and so you know giving this guy the business like i love Rand paul but what are we doing here like what's going on it's right. just- I feel like i feel like they've been exposed a lot in the past year or so you know right the far left is so far left and they're not trying to fight for anybody right they're saying one thing and doing another and with social media and with the information being so easy and accessible right now, they're not they're not coming out and standing up for for anything that they supposedly stand for. Right, totally. What kind of, what kind of corruption did you uh, did you really see that alarmed you that you didn't know was already there? Um, it was I didn't understand. So 
when I like went to my first kind of local meeting, I just assume, I mean, I'm very um, constitutional. So I have a hard time like saying Republican because I don't agree with a lot of the, you know, some of the platform things. And of course, then people associate you with this establishment that I'm not, I don't agree with. So, um, but I, my first legislative meeting that I went to my, in my area, I just assumed kind of really naively, everyone is a conservative. And then starting to see these players, the first thing is I had my sign, you know, there's this big flag wave and I go and I have my sign for my candidate that I like. And I just assumed everyone would love him because he's actually pro-life. He's actually, you know, fiscally responsible. I mean, just all the things that, you know, McCain protege McSally wasn't. And I was told, hey, you can't have that sign here. And I was like, what? Why could I not hold my sign? So I, you know, walked down a little bit, you know, away from the group and I said, I'm holding my sign up. Um, but that was the first time I was like, well, what's going on? And then just kind of the coming out of the state party office, some of the treatment I saw of our campaign. And I was very confused because I thought this is odd. We're conservatives. Why wouldn't you want the conservative guy running? I didn't understand the intricacies of, you know, political favors and money and all these different things. Um, so that was it was really seeing how this campaign, this candidate was iced out, totally iced out to push their establishment person through. And I was like, this is nuts. Well, it, it's been going on for way well before this 2020 election. 20, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. 2020 just put a spotlight on it. Right. These these elections have been rigged for way before this. And it's not just the federal elections. It's the local elections as well that, that they are rigging. And right. People don't realize this. I mean, Nick Nick ran for a, a a spot in his local town. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah, I got approached. <clears throat> I got approached on Facebook, and um, it was a conservative. You know, I, I had to run as Republican. I I was registered um, independent, so I had to register as, as Republican. Right. I ran unopposed. The day of the election, there was someone else on the ballot. I think I got seventy votes. I got eighteen. Coincidentally. Right. But I mean, if I had known, I would have campaigned. I would have knocked on doors and stuff. But I was literally told I was running in a post. Just I'll just take the seat by your county party. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the woman in charge, she's supposedly a conservative, but um, she's really not. And right. I'm pretty I'm pretty outspoken on social media. So they probably knew where I stood. You have this and, platform that yeah. <laughs> uh, and this podcast. Uh, and they probably yeah. did a little research and realized that they don't want somebody like that. The lose king. No, but you're going to speak out against the all, all of the corruption that's going on. It's it's. And then they asked me to run for court event. It's exactly <laughs> what they don't want. You're going to go in there and shake shake things up, and that's exactly what Olivia's doing right now. So it started with the the local corruption, and where did it go from there? It's really kind of. I mean, and I I I love this because you know, like obviously sometimes like, well, why don't you run? I don't think I'd ever want to do that because I love doing what I get to do. I don't have to politic, be nice to anybody. I just get to, you know, be truthful and, mm -hmm. and expose the things that need to be exposed. So I think really from there, um, there was kind of, uh, you know, there was, there's, there's quite a war still in Arizona um, because our leadership is very corrupt. And especially I'm in Pima County, which is, you know, both Maricopa, which is the big Phoenix area. And then P Pima is Tucson um, on the Southern end of the state. Um, there's quite a bit of corruption. So it's really just turned into holding my leadership accountable. So like, that's what I've kind of been hyper-focused on. And obviously, especially, you, I don't know if you're tracking, um, our county leadership put up an abortionist 
as a Republican. So a woman who spent her career dismembering babies in Pima County is running. So I've been really focused on taking her down. And just two days ago, I heard she's dropping out. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's that but that's but that's due to the work that you guys are doing that's boots on the oh, ground hard, yeah oh we've been working hard exactly and it's and i'm sure you have a great team around you that's that's just constantly in their face not letting up because that's what they want they want to scare people off they they don't want people showing up they don't want us organizing and this is why we got to where we're at right now because so many years parents and people that people in the town were just like ah you know somebody else will go there it's not not a big deal i don't need to be there and right. all, all of this corruption happened right yeah, that's how we that's how we got where we are today yeah exactly yeah. exactly You've just been uh, asleep at the wheel totally well, john mccain is also like the head rhino he was like wow. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> rhino and you know what are the worst <laughs> oh the, the we call i call him no name the worst the yeah. absolute <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he, you know, Lindsey Graham, his protege is just making us look real good. Us on the Republican side over here. Right. <laughs> uh, we have, we have so many well-meaning people, right. And like, if any of us were elected, we would put the best interests of the people first. And we feel like, you know, we would do what is right. And then we also would expect that from the people that we elected. And we did that for way too long and they knew that. And they took complete advantage of us and now we're here right but we have to continue doing so how did how did you guys what actions what what steps did you guys take to get this on the ground and attack this abortion yeah, like what was most effective in, what, for you what, what, yeah what, what was the plan like how did you how did you how what was your point of attack um, so here in Pima County, and I just, I mean, obviously I only know this county really well. I am not super well-versed on local politics across. The, the one thing I would be certain of is the same amount of corruption I'm dealing with is probably going on in every single county. Uh, even, even the rural runs, I bet you they've already, you know, got their tentacles in there, but oh, they're everywhere. A, a huge, yep, they are everywhere. A huge part is honestly just outworking them. So, you know, I, there's been, this has been going on since last June is when I, I started digging, um, on this woman and, you know, there's a couple of other, of other, of us who were digging as well. So being able to find the information, um, which was, you know, quite, um, providential. Um, but, you know, I found this, this proof, this lawsuit, you know, this was the one big one, which I show everyone and I made flyers and I go to every single Republican club, conservative event, campaign event, and I handed out and I just talked to everybody. Um, so it was, I've spent, I, I mean, hundreds of hours probably attending these events over the last like 10 months um, exposing this, but she's, you know, rumor is she's about to drop out. And I think, cause she, I don't even think she can collect the signatures to get on the ballot. Cause I've just hit every involved person before her. Did you cry, but you want to give her a shout out for the show? Yeah. Sherilyn Young. Sherilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. So she, so she is a baby killer then. Everyone go show her. An unrepentant baby killer. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is, this is this is what she does. But how are you going to run on a Republican platform and be an abortion like that? Make that's completely It's despicable. Yeah, and like how I, did they portray her? How did they try and sell her? Yeah. What was their? They lied. They didn't say they. First of all, um, she she jumped in the race, so it was a contested primary. And then the my county um, executive GOP people they held a secret event for her. Um, so they sent out emails to only, you know, and I don't know how involved you guys, I, I'm a PC, 
So that's kind of like an involved, you know, person for a party, whatever. They only emailed some of the PCs, the not, you know, the, the pro-abortion ones and held this special event for her. And then all of us who saw this event afterwards, like, what's going on? You know, so they they kept information from us and they've been using, you know, their communications coming from official headquarters to get the word out about her and not, you know, uh, her her opposition. Um, yeah, so party yeah. Isn't really involved. How would you feel if she came out and was like, listen, this is what I did in the past. However, you know, I, I have a different view now and she was transparent out the gate and I completely disagree with my actions from the past. Would you feel I've thought about this quite a bit. Yeah. I am so on board with Democrats coming over and voting conservative values. I'm not okay with them defecting and like that becoming our leadership. I agree. I, I think it's the same thing like, you know, in wartime, you know, a, an enemy defects, you're not going to put them in charge of your freaking soldiers in Be general. Battle. There you go. Yeah. So I think, yep, come over. Sure. Start voting conservative. But I mean, she's been a lifelong Democrat. Uh, she only changed four years ago. Like that's not enough time to be in leadership. You don't overnight. She's a spy. It's a Trojan yes. horse. Yes, Trojan horse. A Trojan horse. Thank yeah. you. At 70 years old, you're not a staunch conservative. Let me, now, let me, four times. Let me come in and you, oh, get voted in as a Republican, tell you all the things that you want to hear and do the complete opposite. How many times have we heard that story? It's right. been over and over and over again to, go, to us as Republicans. Like the Republican Party is no longer the I Republican feel like the Party. The Re Republican Party needs to do that as well. It's a dirty game. But I feel like right. the, when you talk about the rhinos, they jump ship all the time uh, at, at their heart. They're Democrats and they jump over to be conservatives and then start playing the games. Right. But, you know, done that way on like, purpose because they I feel like we're so us. strong in our beliefs that it'd be really difficult for somebody to be anti-abortion to fake pro-abortion. Right. Right. It, it would just be difficult, too difficult, especially if you're an abortionist, like especially if you, yeah. you lived it and like actually tore these babies out of the womb, like. Right. That's terrible. That's it's evil. Like, how could you live with yourself on a day? Like, I couldn't sleep, you know, seeing that right. kind of stuff. That's, right. And that's, yes. And that's what I see. Like, there's no person. radical transformation. No, there, and there's no rational explanation yeah. for for it either. There's yeah, no... yeah, there is. <laughs> there, oh. there certainly is. She wanted to get her ass in office and uh, right. do, some, <laughs> do some damage. That's the yeah. explanation. Oh, Republican, yeah. that's pro-abortion. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Let's let's get that passed. All of a sudden, it's getting passed. It's almost like now. Then then what? Uh, Repu traditionally Republican principles do you stand for? Like I'm sure is it just uh, fiscal conservatism? Because you know being conservative goes way beyond that. Our, right. our Republican Party is not even fiscally conservative. No, I know. Not at all. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that still applied, but there's really there's nothing not. that applies anymore. It's it's a yeah. joke. Like even even people like Rand Paul, who's not even really Republican. Like, I, I can't sit here and be like, all right, this guy's on our side. Well, dude, to be honest with you, he's like probably the top, if not like the best one that's out there. And so if he if he's not down, then we're that's what I'm saying. Down. Like nothing There's is not happening. Zero. You know, I mean, they're walking. The good thing is they're walking back the mandates a little bit, but that's not because of the Republican leadership. <laughs> right. That's because of that's us. because of the midterms. Right. <laughs> That's because of the fucking truckers. Yeah. Yeah, a combination for sure. They couldn't keep pushing this and expect to get elected. People are sick and tired of it. Right. So so locally, that's what you got. You want. So how did you get started with uh, Life for the Unborn Children then? That was um, so I I'm a Christian and I am really fascinated by Christian apologetics. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
kind of coming from that um, intellectual perspective of appreciating. So like apologetics and it is just like a, a discipline using kind of logic or reason to defend a position. So it's kind of a secular angle, of course, you know, and, and used in Christianity, you know, secular knowledge or wisdom to defend the Christian faith. Um, so I got really into to, um, like kind of pro-life apologetics, you know, because interacting in, you know, this world, I'm not interacting with a bunch of Christians who are pro-life. It's a lot of pro-abortion people. And so being able to use arguments that will resonate um, with them is is what my mission really is, is using kind of education and reasoned arguments to, to get them to arrive at the conclusion that abortion is wrong. Um, but it was really just, I mean, totally divine that I'd been praying about this for a long time, you know, how involved I was supposed to be, what I should be doing, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I want to to do, you know, go to, I don't want to have these doors shut and have to learn the hard way. Um, and so I've been praying, praying, praying. And eventually just this, um, I was able to, you know, fund it, this, this amount of money, you know, came in, I was like, okay, well, there's my answer. There it goes to start it. Um, so the mission really is the pro-life apologetics. However, I was able to actually meet, a, I do sidewalk counseling too sometimes outside the Planned Parenthood here in Tucson. And so I was actually able to meet a young mom that um, ended up choosing life. And so I've been sponsoring her. So oh, that's kind of diverted the mission a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. You, again, you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. There's so many people that out here, especially on the Internet today, that are saying, oh, we need to fight against this. And that's all they're doing. Just right. to get a couple right. of likes. And you're actually out here doing it. And Olivia, so, so what are some of like the secular logical arguments that you would use to bring someone to the conclusion of choosing life? So I mean, like, here's what like, so I actually ended up I, I wrote a little booklet um, comparing the arguments um, that were used a long time ago to justify American slavery are now the exact same arguments used to justify abortion. So, you know, I laid out you know, so for, for someone reading this, like, hey, they justified slavery, boom, 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 here, you know, here, here, here. Um, that same argument is now used to justify abortion. So do you know slavery was wrong? Well, yeah, okay. They're using the same argument. So hopefully kind of working them through that. Um, that that book I wrote, and I'm, I just started a new one, which is using, you know, a lot of the arguments during, you know, for the Holocaust or kind of that extermination, whatever went on and, yeah, you know, yeah. right are used now for abortion and kind of the ties to Nazism and eugenics and all that. Are they downloadable? Um, can we download them? Can we share them? How do we- Oh, I'll them? send you guys a copy. I think okay. you, it's unfortunately on Amazon, which I hate to give them the business. So I'd rather just give it to you guys for free instead of oh, anyone starting on Amazon. Do you have a um, website? Uh, yeah, we I'm actually working on free. it. Yep, I'm working on it right now. So I, I had it, it kind of went a little crazy. We we're in, a, in the midst of revamping our site. I could throw okay. your books on there. And when a purchase comes through for it, I'll, I'll just send you the email and information. Oh, and funds cool. and You just ship it for us. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, yep. yeah, I ship them all oh, the cool, time because I would rather just give it to people. And the point yeah, is get that information yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'd love any way that we can help. We'd love to be a part of that because thank you. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Where there's actually, uh, not often do we get to talk to someone that's actually doing something to make a difference in, in people's lives and fighting against this evil agenda because that people don't realize the agenda behind all of the abortion clinics and no they really don't where the Planned Parenthood even comes from like 
they don't they don't know anything about margaret sanger they don't know they don't <laughs> they know nothing like it's it's so wild so for our audience i'm sure you know you might know a little bit more than we do about margaret sanger but i i do know i do know enough and this woman was a pure evil woman spoke in front of women for ku klux klan she was yep. extremely racist she she was all about exterminating black people and this is the way to do it through par planned parenthood and, and abortions so so tell tell our audience a little bit about mark sanger and where where this whole agenda starts from yeah so actually and even kind of too talking about the um the ties to nazism guess who wrote margaret sanger fanboy letters uh, Adolf Hitler. He did. Yep. <laughs> with her work with eugenics and extermination. Um, so she was, you know, I actually just read a biography. A, a, it was a really good biography on her about a year ago. And she, um, she kind of started getting involved with the very progressive air quotes for listeners, um, progressive, you know, um, philosophies. Um, and, and then that kind of, you know, Marxism and Leninism and all that, and that morphed into what is called Malthusian eugenics. Um, so she was a huge proponent of eugenics. And actually, she did a bulk of her work. She lived in Tucson. Um, so oh. our, she, yep, for around 30 years until I think 1965. But majority of her work and her writings were done here in Tucson. And so the clinic here, which is now called Southeastern Arizona Planned Parenthood or something, used to be called the Margaret Sanger Planned Parenthood. She's got a bust in our University of Arizona, which is here in Tucson. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and, and you know, famous women, whatever. So she's she was very tied to Tucson. Um, but yeah, just a really extremely racist, like hated slobs, hated blacks, hated mentally incapacitated people, and obviously saw birth control and abortion as a way to solve these problems that they're, you know, unfit for society, all the same language you hear with Hitler. You know, and actually Trudeau now. <laughs> Yeah. Space tasters. <laughs> a thousand percent. I mean, Hillary Clinton said Margaret Sanger is a hero of hers. Right, right. <laughs> but no, she's she's pure evil. And this is exactly where Planned Parenthood comes from, is from her. Like she's the one right. who got it started. And Bill Gates' father was on the board. Yes. Oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're aware on this show, uh, but not many people are. And this is why we started the show to get this information out to people because. Right. It's it's so wild the connections that tie back to all of this and what's happening right now with the jab. Like we've been saying for months now on this show that everybody is gonna get AIDS. What's coming out in the news now? Everyone has AIDS. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. So I, but this ties all the way back to that. Like this is all connected. All these mm -hmm. these these people are connected to this this agenda, and it's it's all it's it's scary. It's really scary. So, with these abortion clinics and everything that's going on over there, we we heard from the woman from Planned Parenthood in court testifying, saying that they're taking these fetuses and using them and sending them off to all these labs and using them for these crazy testing and things like that. What else do you think that they're using all of these aborted baby fetuses for? Because it's wild what you see on the internet. I know. I I do know that um, Big Pharma is a huge consumer of um, fetal body parts. And I'm actually trying to, this is a big project I'm working on now, is trying to find out, because this is where I don't know where to begin, who's buying 
you know, who, who's pur purchasing these baby body parts, what all are they providing, you know, and trying to, at least in, in the Tucson area. Um, but there's even a photo from, I can't remember when it was, I want to say the seventies or eighties. And, um, it was a man named Dr. Lawrence Lawn. He was an English physician. I don't like calling him doctors because doctors are supposed to do no harm, but he's a researcher and an MD or whatever out of um, the London area. And even back then they were able to, there's a, there's a really famous photo. It was, you know, published in the Cambridge news where there's a baby who's 22 weeks old. Um, it was legally aborted and they kept it alive purposely. And I know they still do this now because it's called tumultuous labor where the physician or the abortionist will create a certain type of labor once you know these babies are a lot bigger to um, produce whole intact babies for research. And, and the, in this photo, the baby's still alive and he's hooked up in the machines and, and Dr. Lawrence Lawn is experimenting on him on this like live living baby. So they were doing experiments? that. Pardon? You know what kind of experiments that they're doing? I don't know. I, I mean, there's so little information on this. Um, it's just like a pretty iconic photo or notorious photo. Um, but if they were doing that in the seventies or eighties, whenever it was, I, I can't even imagine what they're doing now. And I think it was actually even mainstream news. I want to say like three months ago, I read something where they had had, they were able to create a human, um, pig hybrid and gotten it to eight weeks old in a Petri dish or wherever, I don't know, in something, you know, in a, in a lab. And when I think of an eight week old baby, that's a decently, you know, developed baby, which that to me is terrifying, um, you know, because, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really sick. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. And just like exactly. transhumanism and whatever. Well, you, you, you talk to, you know, like state Senator Bob, Bob Hope uh, or Bob Hall, I'm sorry. Um, he's, he's like 80 years old and he's talking about how the transhumanism, he, transhumanism agenda is a huge agenda and what they're trying to accomplish. Right. Where's Bob Hall out of? It's Texas. Okay. Yeah. He's out of Texas. Um, but we had him on the show and he's like, yeah, that's our biggest threat right now is the transhumanism agenda. And I did not expect that out of his mouth. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's, let's talk about this because it's, it's true. This is what they're trying to do. And I saw an interview the other day. Uh, I forget where, oh, is it the world economic forum? Oh, and, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think they did it already. And yeah, I think but they're, they're not succeeded to be honest with you, but just to what degree are are they looking to take it? You know? They're talking about how data is the most important thing and how human beings are going to be in. Nick, you heard that one. Yeah, when you when were, I played um, that you're today. playing in the salon. Yeah, and how, you, you is it same same video, right? It, Yo, yeah. dude, it is. It's from the World Economic Wild. And this is where this is where they broadcast what they're going to do, like biosensors, Klaus Schwab. Oh, you'll own nothing and be and be happy. Now they're tweeting it. They're literally tweeting it. How Denmark's like, yeah, the, in the new economy, we own nothing, and I've never been happier. Yeah. And then they'll tell us we're gonna eat bugs and be fine. We'll eat the bugs. We'll eat the bugs. <laughs> it's but they they tell us what their plans are, and they do. Then when it happens, and we're like, see, we. I told us so. Uh, I told us so. They're like, oh no, we 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 didn't know it was coming. We had no. Right, idea. Right. <laughs> Would you rather eat the bugs or Beyond Meat? 
bugs. Like if you had to choose, I think I would choose bugs also. Yeah. So too. Yeah. <laughs> but you look you, but you look at the people who are behind the Beyond Meat and the abortion clinics. It's yeah. the same people. It's the same people. He's the largest owner of far, private owner of farmland in the United States. I know. Like two, three hundred thousand acres. They're pumping us full with all of these chemicals. They're they're destroying our bodies. They're, where do you think all this cancer is coming from? All of these disease and illness is coming from. It's from I all agree. this processed garbage food. What was that post you put out today? That pharmaceutical companies don't create cures; they create customers. Yeah, one thousand percent. I look at how much money they're making right now with these jabs, and they're just trying to figure out ways to pump more into us. <laughs> these didn't work. Sorry, guys. We got to do it once a year. And there's already, <laughs> already it will reports, most likely work that time. Already reports. People are already saying, like the F, the, the Project Veritas video the other day. Yeah. He, the head, the guy who works high up in the FDA. He's like, yeah. You know, we're going to we're going to roll out yearly, kind of like the flu shot for the covid shot uh, that's going to come. But we just don't want to scare too many people yet. So we're just going to wait to pull that out like, OK, guys, sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> I accept that, except, that, you know, the nice part about it is he's exposing vaccines across the board. Right. That's true. And now people are like, well, hold on. What's going on? And right. someone's had a lot of good content out there right now. She's a pretty big platform. Doctors now who are speaking the truth are coming out saying you don't really need all these vaccines. So right. it's been nice. Yeah, so Bush has opened a lot sure. of eyes up. Do you think that um, the abortion clinics and the things that are going on over there, because the amount of babies that are being aborted is, is sicking. It's, it's, mm -hmm. It makes you sick to your stomach. I know. It's, it's, it's terrible. But do you think that they're using these baby fetuses not just for crazy experiments, but uh, for satanic reasons. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I can suspect and speculate and I actually have a friend. Um, she was here, she was a former worker in Tucson and I believe her lawsuit um, for like a, it started out a wrongful firing and it was the largest awarded against Planned Parenthood ever. I think it was like over $3 million that she won. Um, but she was an illegal and, and this is, you know, her story is this is what Planned Parenthood does. They, they hire tons of illegals because they know they can then treat them like garbage. Cause you know, if, all right, fine. You don't do what we say, you know, we'll turn you in. Um, but she blew the whistle on the doctor, one of the doctors here in Tucson, um, during a dismemberment abortion, he left the baby's head in, in, in the mother, which is, you know, could seriously kill the mother, all these issues. They yelled at him, get it out, get it out. He's like, no, it's fine. Whatever. Eventually he did. Then he falsified medical records because he had to, you know, aspirate, get the vacuum out twice. Um, and that's a really big deal. Anyways, she's the one, the woman behind that. She said, often enough, people would say, hey, can I take that home for private use? And um, because I was asking her about this, you know, did moms, and she said, Planned Parenthood won't let you, but I know private practices do. And um, so I don't know why anyone would ever want, you know, their bag of baby pieces. I'm not sure. We know the satanic temple offers the abortion ritual up through 24 weeks. Um, that's a really big baby. And yeah. Just had that big my, my friend had a preemie, had a premature baby at 24 weeks. Yeah. Okay. And that's a big baby. So she was, she made it through and she's now she's 
you know, whatever, six months old. But right. They, they just like had huge, big Satan fest. It's a real baby. In in Arizona. Huge, Scottsdale, I know. Huge Satan fest. Like, but don't what they are have we? some states that are right up until the day of birth? Right, exactly. Basically, full term. If, exactly. If, if the doctor see, deems it's going to kill the mother and that's up to the doctor's discretion. I don't know. Sure, Maybe the yeah. different states have different criteria. I'm, I'm sure, sure doctors. Colorado, New Mexico, New York, California, D.C. Did New Jersey just do that? Probably New Jersey, too. Well, the New deal Jersey is this. You can have that. you can have a C-section then. And then you, you can make you can give birth to the baby. Uh, yeah, it's sick. I mean, there's sick. But but I mean, you look at you look at agenda twenty thirty agenda twenty one depopulation is a huge part of their agenda. You look at the Georgia Guildstone Georgia Guidestones, they want five hundred million people on this earth. Five hundred million. Olivia, do you guys do any work with like any Nine any billion. adoption services? There's there's a um now adoption um abortion minded moms walking into the clinic trying to talk to them about adoption is really not a successful thing. And I don't know why they say the percent, and this is just a statistic of abortion minded moms who choose adoption is around 4%. Wow. So if, I, I don't know if it's like the selfish mind is thinking, you know, if I'm going to have this baby, then I'm keeping it. Um, but there is a really wonderful lady and gosh, dang, what is her name? I can't remember. She runs adoption solutions here in town and she's out on the sidewalk quite a bit. Now, um, maybe after, you know, at least not during sidewalk council is not like an, you don't usually talk adoption. You just mm -hmm. want to try and save the baby. Right. Um, but, and obviously the mother for making a terrible choice. Um, but no, there's, there's a really wonderful lady that I can't even believe I can't think of her name that she is here in town who is very helpful with this stuff. That's great. That's got to be a, a hard sell, though. I mean, to, to walk up to a, a woman who's wa walking into a clinic and about to make that decision. And she's probably her emotions are probably through the, through the right. all over the place. Probably can't even mm -hmm. think straight. I couldn't even imagine. Right. And you're trying to it's like someone sit, standing on a bridge ready to jump off a bridge. It's like, right. Kind I of think she feels ashamed at this point already. So her. her motive to get rid of the baby is just so no one even knows she's pregnant well, everybody's got a different circumstances you know. Uh, you know, every circumstance is different i think you you would have to approach them before they made the decision to go in there and i mean i'm just going to speak technical for a second here because you're you're in this field if there's a way for you to collect that four percent of people that choose adoption over abortion you could then see, and this is going to use social media and targeting and marketing and stuff but if you could see some similarities between each of that those four percent and you create a lookalike audience, let's say on Facebook, you could target certain kind of information through ads on social media to only hit those types of people. So then they could actually get the information before they make the decision to go in there and have the abortion. So right. it's like you're, you're beating them to the punch. So you're giving them an option. So as they, they click, they get more information on the adoption. Right. Now, could, it, could it also be rather than people that fall into that 4%, just like anyone who is looking up information on yes, Planned you, Parenthood you, 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 you and adoption also. them as well. So let's say, and as, and for an example, the, you have five similar things of those 4%. It's, it's golden retrievers, uh, uh, Chevy Cavaliers, um, <laughs> uh, Joe's iced tea and subway. So right. you can create an ad with a girl who's contemplating an abortion in a 
Chevy Cavalier drinking an iced tea. And it's like, wow, that's me. Right. You have choices. And so you can hit people on, that's cool. <laughs> go you for can it, hit them yeah. on that level. And I could, we could talk off air too and go more into depth on what you can do with that. But then you give them options. Hey, call, email us, talk to us. You know, we, there's other options out there other than this. So then right. they're in the privacy of their own home, not being confronted at the clinic. They're actually able to now, now do the research that wasn't really at their fingertips and you're kind of putting it in their face. Right. Right. I'm sure a lot of those women that are about to make those decisions, a lot of them feel, probably feel very alone. Yeah. I, it's a real like crisis situation that they're in the parking lot ready to go in. Um, and, and it's the guy too. It's a lot of times I want to do this. And he's like, okay, definitely. Cause I don't right. They don't have a strong relationship. They don't have a strong bond with God. More than likely, most of them don't have a strong relationship with their parents. And the only person they have to go to is that guy who got them pregnant, which they probably don't know that well. Right, right. Or else they would have that somewhat of a family future in their mind. So, and I think, right. yeah, I think men have been sold the lie too, because so often I've talked to men and I think they're, I think they think they're being supportive when they say, it's her choice and I'm going to support her. Like, I, I definitely think there's men who want, you know, no consequence sex. Like, okay, yes. Aside from those, where the men who do care, who would support her either way, what they need to do, and they've been sold the side, like, hey, support her. It's her choice. It's her body. No, that's your child's body. Like, that's half you. Like, and I just, I saw a story today. There's, there's a man and, you know, he's fighting the mother of his baby and the baby's like 24 weeks and she's got an abortion scheduled here in two days, not in Tucson. This was just online somewhere. And, you know, so that's obviously a terrible situation because, you know, even with his support, you know, she's choosing to go through this at this moment. But when I've talked to so many of these dads, they're like, well, I'm just trying to support her. And I said, well, you can support her by, by being the man, taking the lead and say, Hey, we're going to have a baby, you know, like, Hey, no. And I think the way information should be brought to the guys as well. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say. The way society is today, especially today, you know, more so than, than ever, the society has trained so many people to let the women make the choice and, and for men to completely stay out of it. Like, yeah. And, and if you want to get involved, like you're men you're for us, it's like, like you don't have, yeah, to you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to get killed. If I say anything, like yeah. I'm literally right. destroyed. And this Most is not those a guys are, They're young too. And they're like, Oh shit. Thank God she wanted an abortion. Yeah. Cause no, absolutely. Think, true. They think, oh my, like the, they can't afford it. They're too young, and they have the same circumstances and mindset that the women do. Right. If they were to have a little more like belief in themselves and support, they would be like, maybe I could do this. Right. Well, the re- so the reason why I brought up the the satanic connection is because that's what brought me back to God is seeing what these people are actually believing because this is what they actually believe in. They believe in Satan, and I know it, it's crazy. It's it's really, really, really crazy. And it's not just the people at Satan Fest. It's people inside of our government, people that are uh, in local government, in uh, federal government, state, at the local state and federal level. It's all. What, what is it exactly they believe in? Satan. Like, in, like is it good? Like, is, is Satan in their eyes? So like a, a Satan, they believe in doing what whatever you want and do do without will seeking power yeah that's that's their slogan do without do do without wilt yes uh alistair crowley made it fame that made that famous and uh they just were they they are you know you look at hillary clinton's emails for example oh 
Where should I'm go- the dark be? I'm, I'm going to my my to sacrifice a chicken to Moloch in my backyard. Openly having this conversation. They're having they're having spirit cooking dinners and inviting Marina and Bramovich over, who's a clear sit look at what she's doing. Like that's what you, you, you look at and that's the things that they're into. Um, they actually have their own Bible. Sacrifice night. Oh, exactly. You know, Moloch is the pagan god of child sacrifice. Yep. Like they're openly talking about this. I'm going to my backyard to sacrifice a chicken. That's code word for child. Like these are things that they openly talk about. Who's going out in their backyard sacrificing chickens to Moloch? I've never in my 33 years of life heard anybody say, hey, yeah, just, even in a joking manner, like even like busting balls with friends. Like I've never heard someone make a joke like that. Like that's just, there's no rational explanation for things like that. These are the things that these people believe in. And they don't they, value life. They're no, they don't. don't. And, 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 and this, is, this is why they're so heavily involved in, in, in the abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood. And this is why I brought up the, the connections because you see what they're, they're into and the things that they believe in. And they need uh, uh, a source for the, to do their evil deeds and sacrifices. And what better place than Planned Parenthood? And like you said, they're taking these aborted baby fetuses that technically are really alive. And they're right. keeping them alive. What do you think right. that they're doing today with them? Right. And you know what they believe in? You know what they're into? Like I saw I saw a meme today of, you know, the picture of everybody covering their eye. And it was a great caption. It was like, you're telling me this? This is all a coincidence? This right. is all just art? Come on. And it ties all the way back to these abortion clinics. And they're taking advantage of these women through propaganda, through uh, social engineering, um, a lot of it's done through society and peer pressure. They, they op- emotionally vulnerable. openly talk about it and, and push it in Hollywood and, and TV shows. And I'm, I haven't seen the show Euphoria, but I, I hear nothing but discuss. That's a huge problem that I have. Like one of, the, one of the huge problems is that they've kind of diluted what abortion is to become just another like contraceptive option. You know, and it's, I, I, they so downplay the gravity of that decision and the gravity of, of what is happening there. And it's just looked at so casually like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we had sex, you know, no condom and whatever. I got pregnant. So, yeah, I'll just go get an abortion. And it's just something that it's like, yeah, you know, go to aisle five, get an abortion. Right. It's, yeah. I think I think as young men, too, you're 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 brainwashed to thinking you should sleep with more people. And it's kind of like a That's bad true too. Yes. You absolutely. know, it's like. The more women you sleep with, the more of a man you really are. Well, I would mm-hmm. probably give the reverse advice to my son. But that's that's what I mean by social engineering. The social engineering and the propaganda well, is. Well, so- you brought up Euphoria, so Dana watches the show. I watched a, a couple episodes of it. It's it's I haven't high school kids. It. It's really disturbing of a show. The acting actually is phenomenal in the show, but the show itself is disturbing. I didn't want to watch it's, it. I heard it was it's terrible. high school girls having sex in a pool, doing drugs, overdosing. Um, it's abortions. It it's it's a fucking wild show. It is not meant for for anyone under probably the age of thirty. To be honest with you, like it goes really really deep. And I called my sister right away because my niece is seventeen. And I was like, you have to fucking watch this show and find out what the fuck they're doing at that age because it, 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 this is what's happening right now wow. at that level. And it's 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 a it's a really graphic bad. It's just a bad show. It's not good. 
Because it's just desensitizing all this, you know, these crappy shows are desensitizing people to these really, you know, like, you know, it's glorifying. It's making it like the cool thing to do. Yeah. Right. They're like, they're like they, they're, they're shows where like, oh, they, they, they make jokes about like, oh, I, I'm on my eighth abortion. Like they literally make jokes about it in movies and shows now. Like it's mm-hmm. the cool thing to do. And the, there's such an agenda. Like what, 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 what's why the wildest thing to me is the, the black community and how they're not up in arms that every abortion clinic is in a, a minority area and not, that the amount of black children that are aborted is astronomical astronomical and wait and is that like the largest um demographic yes yeah, right 13 percent of our population is 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 uh black people and they're the largest demographic of aborted babies so think yeah. about how many black children never had a never had a chance never had a chance because of this agenda that they're pushing and it, it's it's terrifying and it's crazy to me that they're not up in arms because it's an it's another way to it's another way that they're using to get rid of of black people that's literally what it is that's how it started that's what planned parenthood was made in the first place and no one says a word they just oh yeah no worries i'll just go no isn't it also the number one cause of death for the black community if you were to factor it's the number one cause of death in the world is it really yep yep it's Abortion kills more people every year than any other cause. And in the U.S. too, now this might go global, but in the black community, abortion is the number one death than all the other deaths combined. Car accident, heart disease, I don't know, you know, heart attack, whatever. Any other way that somebody dies pales in comparison to the amount of, you know, abortions performed each year in the black community. Heartbreaking. It, it, It really is. And no one says a thing. No. Oh, and if you and if you do say anything, you know we're gonna get called racists for this episode. We're now <laughs> domestic terrorists and we're racists. We better just. Yeah, how not just that. Not that's that's what they use. Babies. You don't support women. You don't support women's choice. Right. That's what happens. You're anti-freedom. Yeah. You, well, but you, then in the same breath, you need to get a vaccine. Right. <laughs> I don't support your choice. Mandate yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They're the walking hypocrites. All of them. All of them. No, it's 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 insane. They they scream my body, my choice. Yeah. What do you what do you say to the my body, my choice people? Or, or it's not, body, yeah, choice. it's not your body. Yeah, not your body. <laughs> yeah, not your body. No, not at that point. You're somebody else's body that you're just. Right. Yes. I think ed- education needs to be done. Like in, you talk about high schools and, and what they're teaching them about homosexual sex and about sex itself. If they were to teach them about the responsibility that goes along with it, I think right. things will change, too. And not right. work and, is, and talk about holding out you know. and absence and there's just a not and you know what they're trying to ruin religion too. And not just religion, but spirituality, God, and doing the right thing. Yeah, I don't think it's just further. school. That's yeah. our, our culture in general, too. In general. I think it's the role role of, of parents and you know, we've all been brainwashed over the last well, who's the football player? The kid uh he's a Tim Christian Tebow. football player, Tim Tebow. He wasn't allowed to pray when he scored a touchdown or what what was that? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. allowed to kneel, take a knee yeah. and pray. And now, but you can take only a knee. take a knee during the national anthem. That's, That's the only it. time it's permitted. And Eminem can do it in Super Bowl. I, I, I don't care about doing that. I, I thought I actually thought he was like bowing down to, to Dr. Dre about that. But for the fact that no. <laughs> when that happened with Tebow, and no one got his back on it. No, of course not. Of course not. They don't. They yeah. They didn't you know, kneel with him in solidarity. They want to take God out of everything. They don't. They don't want us to know that God exists. And they Did do. He know 
his mother was told to get an abortion with him. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Doesn't he? He does a lot of work fighting against abortion as well. Yeah, he's a strong Christian, and so he's very pro-life. But his mother was told, and I don't know if the doctor misdiagnosed him because obviously he's fine; he's a stellar athlete. Um, but saying, or if she was too old, something. But being a you know a strong Christian, she said, "Nope, you know God's will be done, whatever." And um, yeah, he was born, and it was Tim Tebow. You know, my client, same thing happened to her. The doctor's like, "There's a disability with your child." She's like, "I'm gonna leave it to God." Right. Her kid was born just fine. Right. Uh, and her and her and her husband are like, listen, you know, the doctor said this. She's like, I don't care what the doctor said. Like I'm leaving it in God's hands. Yep. And her baby was born with nothing wrong with it. Right. And how many times have you heard stories like this? God yeah. does amazing things. You know, and make and now going back to what you said before, it makes you think, are they triggering this woman to get an abortion for the fact that they do like their DNA and maybe wow, it's a good baby? Okay. This is what I suspect. And actually, this came out of um University of Pittsburgh, within the last year, there was there was email saying, hey, we need more abortions. We need more dead black babies because we need to, to do, you know, gene testing or whatever to solve diseases in the black community, whatever their like good excuse was, you know, their, their um, you know, means to an end. Um, but no, I, I have wondered this because I had a friend and when I, and a former friend, he um, actually, was dating a girl she got an abortion with his baby and i said you guys didn't get a second opinion he's like no i didn't know you were supposed to i was like well the, the planned parenthood wants to make the 700 bucks of course they're going to say yeah. get the abortion yeah and I, and you know i think that actually really hit him hard but um i i really think they do this because you know there's their 700 bucks about to walk out the door if they say the baby's fine and healthy don't get the abortion like what of course you know well, the it's, crummy, more than, it's more than seven hundred dollars because they're going to sell the aborted fetal tissue and they're going to make even more it's right. it's it's even more and it's a hundred percent profit because they have the tools it's not like maybe right. they can spend a little extra on gauze and employees but in reality it's it's a hundred percent profit because they're using all right. legals anyway as employees right, right. <laughs> you know they're probably paying a lot of them under the table exactly and he's on the dollar and it's it's a whole racket and and they've been caught how many times with their hands in the cookie jar like you can't deny it anymore they i know try, i know they try so many times to say oh we're not doing this we're not doing that and all of a sudden it's caught and they try to sweep it under the rug and nobody talks about it oh you guys are just crazy conspiracy people yeah they would never do that well what are they doing with all this aborted baby baby fetuses that are happening every single day right where are they going there's putting him in the dumpster calling it a day i know yeah see this is what i'm trying to figure out in tucson i don't know what they're doing with them but i can't imagine you know this mill is just throwing them out and disposing of them properly and not making the money so it's so, it's so wild. olivia i got i just have to say i have to give you so much credit because this stuff is is so heavy yeah it, like it takes a really special person to be able to handle this and and to do and to do the work that you're doing so really oh, i appreciate that thank you you know it, i gotta give you so much credit because i personally i could never do it I just really even this conversation is it's, it's really rough for me. I, I can i'm like in touch with how i'm actually feeling inside just talking about all this stuff and i knew how it was going to be kind of getting into this and i can just feel it and like god bless you i mean i appreciate that thank you yeah. God, God is definitely working through people like you, Olivia. It's it's truly amazing because we need people like you. Not everybody could do. No. Yeah, we do. One hundred percent. It's 
That'd be very doing God's work. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That'd be very difficult. A lot of times, you know, seeing these women make the decision, you know, I'm sure you have so many women that you deal with that you're so close to, to helping them change their mind. And then the last second they decide not to listen and walk in and it's gotta be. Yeah. It's really sidewalk canceling is a really tough thing to do. Yeah. Insane. That's insane. But you know, if, if no one's going to do it, who, you know, if you're not going to do it, who is right. Right. and, And try to save these poor little babies because that's what it's about. That's what it's about saving the children more than anything. Cause that's who's affected the most. They lose their life. They lose their chance right. at life. Right. Because of somebody else's decision. I mean, is this even a job like a man can do? I'm like sitting here trying to think about, you know, maybe a man trying to do like sidewalk counseling or something like that. And it's just, I don't know. It's something that a man just really can't connect with a woman on, on that level. Like do, yeah, are, are there I men who do what you do? Uh, not, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a prayer group, but the, you know, usually um, it's, you know, I think it is helpful sometimes to have men out there because if there's a father, you know, like waiting in the car, he drops her off. Um, that gives an opportunity for a man to connect to a man. I feel like um, I can do it. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and a lot of men, they don't know, you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, they choose, you know, obviously I've talked to so many people outside Planned Parenthood and, you know, the men are just like, well, I don't, you know, we're just doing this, you know, leave us, you know, Hey, I appreciate you, but you know, leave us alone, whatever. And it's like, that is obviously really hard. Um, and I don't know, maybe a man would connect with him more than I can. Um, but I do think connecting with women, other women is helpful, you know, um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, what you go back to, you know, talk about the high schools and the education and stuff, I think getting them early, you know, before they ever get to the clinic, because the clinic is such a crisis, you know, moment. Um, they're not, they're like, you know, James said, they're not thinking straight at all. They're just so out of their mind, you know, and I think people right. downplay that, you know, they're like, oh, no, you know, stop making, you know, it's just, come on, you know, lighten up. It's an abortion. Women do it every day. There's serious, serious trauma with it um that obviously you know lasts a lifetime and so it is it is very hard a lot of times to reach you know people at the clinic um so that's what i've been trying to work with is the education getting these people getting in touch with people before they're ever in that position so when they you know if unfortunately they are faced with an unplanned pregnancy and they are abortion-minded they can be like well hold on i i saw field development or hold on you know i've heard this or i heard this or whatever um yeah so I do, that's why, you know, with the left, you know, with life from burn children so much is I want to focus on the education definitely because that's where I see, you know, it lacking. So where can people find just your Instagram for life for the unborn? Yeah, probably my Instagram is best. I'm really bad at, I know, so I'm so bad at social media. No, I, I, I hate it too. I hate no, it. No, I'm like, I realize I, you know, I go do all this stuff and I'm so bad at documenting. I'm so bad at, you know, I, I have all these like cool moments. I'm like, gosh, I should have taken pictures or video or whatever. Um, but yeah, or just, you know, even emailing me, you know, Olivia at luckusa, lucusa.org um, is really easy. Cause then it's, you know, obviously in my, my um, volunteer email and then I can, you know, kind of divert, you know, um, I, I know exactly. So your best, your best way to reach you is Olivia at luckusa.org. Yep. Yeah. For, for the pro-life stuff. Definitely. It would be really cool to to be able to help organize this kind of stuff all across the country, not just in, in I know, I know. And And I'm sure sure there's people that listen to us that want to get involved 
and figure out a way to make an impact in the way that you do. So reach out to Olivia and uh, see where you can get started, even if you're not in Tucson. If you're in the Tucson yes, area, yes. go meet up with her and, and work with her. But it, uh, outside of Tucson, I'm sure you have plenty. of. I'm so happy to help and I could connect. I know quite a few people, so I could definitely, you know, I would love for people to reach out to me and email me. Because that's most of the questions that I that we get, not just with, with with all aspects of what's going on right now. It's like, all right, I see the corruption. I see the evil. But what do we do about it? And I think you you've been and I got to give credit to Nick because Nick's been saying it since day one as well. The local action is definitely the best way to make an impact. And people don't realize how much of an if you can't fix your local communities, how do you expect to fix the lo, the, the federal government? Right. It doesn't make sense, and it goes it goes all the way up, and that's how our government was designed in the first place. That's right. why we have local governments in the first place, and mayors and things like that, because they're right. supposed to govern the little towns, and that's not how it works anymore. It's all dollars exchanged and things like that. Right? Are you building a website for life for the unborn children? Yep, yep. I'm fixing it, and it's not going to be too much, um, just because. So, and I I do a lot of pro life stuff, but it's all volunteer. Um, I don't take any money obviously for it. And so sometimes of course, between like my actual work and other stuff, I don't, um, you know, it's, it's not a full-time job cause I'm not taking any money from it. So, uh, it's just going to kind of be basic a little bit about what you do. I can, you know, I talk to the mom who I'm sponsoring. I can put some pictures up of her baby. Actually, let me, this was her baby in her belly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, no, you could see your That's face, great. nose. Yeah, wow. yeah. You could see everything. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, so I got these pictures by my desk that she gave me. Um, yeah, so it's just, just a little bit of information, but really I just love to get the information out there. So even if anyone just wants a free book, I'll mail it to them. Yeah, you, you know, definitely put email book, me. book up on the website and things like that. We'll definitely put it up on ours, uh, like we said. Um, so how did you get involved with Jordan and being the editor over at uh, – speak truth without fear. That's a, yeah. you guys are doing great work over there as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We work really hard with that. Um, I have a girlfriend, Melissa, she's in Florida and she met him at CPAC. Um, and she denied us media passes, those bastards, the what CPAC denied us media passes, those bastards. We're domestic terrorists. That's yep, it's a good we're, move on there. We're too, we're too rough around the <laughs> badge of honor. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I going to CPAC, I'm like, not my crowd. <laughs> no, it's no. not our crowd, but I still, I want to ask the questions. To these, like I now yeah. do what we do. We've had the opportunity to interview some really cool people and doing what we do. You get to ask questions. Yeah. Like I was watching Candace Owens interview Donald Trump and she didn't have any follow-up questions to the questions about the jab. She just went right next to the script, next scripted question. Now, if I'm there, I get to ask those questions. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to just sit here and, just ask you cupcake questions. We're getting into it. Yeah, we're getting into it. So I know. CPAC den denied us those guys. They were like, they're going to come in here and shake things up. They don't like us. Well, you know, I just, I could never go. I have, I, my fuse is so, so short with any sort of, with the, the weak, squishy, I just, I have, I have I no time. Go. I want to go and I want to yeah. grill them. I want to go and. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would get blackballed forever. That's like, why. That's why we got denied. That's exactly. Okay. <laughs> we were going to go in there. And we were going to be like, hey, hey, hey did they get your reason? This rhino nonsense. What's going on here? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Melissa met him at CPAC. Yep. 
Yep. And um, she said, you know, they got to talking about this project and um, she, you know, knew I had written the book and we've been friends for a while. And she said, oh, Liv would be a great editor. Um, and so that's how I got involved. And then I think Jordan, he, I just, I think so highly of him. I have another boss, Wes, um, who also helps with it. And Wes is just, they're fantastic bosses. And I, I appreciate so much um, how, how bold they are and how much um, uh, latitude they give me um, in what I can write and talk about. Cause obviously the goal is speak truth without fear. And uh, yeah, so I, I really appreciate definitely both their spirits in, in this mission. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate writing. It allows me to get the, um, the not cupcake stuff out there, mm-hmm. which I think needs to get out there. That's just the kind of personality I am, you know, um, get the truth out there. It's, it's ugly, but I'm not going to dance around and, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it to just sit here and make friends. I want, you know, the Republic back. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I want the um, back. You hear that? She knows. Oh yeah, I just I feel for you, Nick. Run. I can't even imagine with you're saying, oh, she's a conservative. Yikes! I know how that goes. But no, he's they're they're great bosses, and I I love it because I have a lot of latitude with being able to write on stuff that you know matter. You know, I think that matter. Oh yeah, you're you guys are doing unbelievable work. You guys are having great interviews, and I'm surprised Instagram allows you guys to do lives. Oh, I, I, I think so many times Jordan's lost his ability to, I, I, I don't, to be honest, and he knows this, I've never even tuned into a live. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't know. Can't go live. And I'm like, they, they block us from going live. They won't let us. Yeah. Okay. He has lost it for a while. And that's why he jumped around on accounts. Maybe he somehow got it back. I'm not tracking. They blocked on all three of our accounts. Oh, bastards. Okay. They don't like, they kicked us off of YouTube, kicked us off of Spotify. They they don't like us. Oh, you're truth tellers. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we go pretty deep. We, we, we're like you guys, just like, uh, you guys over at speak, speak truth without fear. I've seen a lot of your content. You guys are doing unbelievable work. Uh, but that's really, that's really awesome that you got to team up with somebody like that. And he was able to give you a platform to get the truth out. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And then we did a constitution course, um, in our community with our members. And that was such a hit. So actually I'm, that's what I'm working on now is, um, and I've, I've got eight days to finish it up to him, but um, putting together our own course, you know, kind of all the work, because the, the people in our, our class were kind of like our beta, it was, you know, our, our guinea pigs. Um, and uh, so, you know, putting together this actual, you know, scripted course of these kind of like little PragerU type videos for our constitution class, as well as getting all of our stuff into a book, you know, called it's Constitution. House Rock. Yeah, yeah, like a civics class. Yeah, my mom actually, I didn't know that reference. And my mom told me the other day, and I only knew the Steven Crowder, like, you know, I'm the Bill, but I wish I was Jill. (laughs) I didn't know it came from anything. (laughs) That's hilarious. But that's amazing. That's what we need because they took civics out of our schools for nobody understood. It was like all new information to these people. And um, I mean, I'm no constitutional scholar, but I can read the document and, you know, ascertain some of the information. And, um, but they, I mean, people just the consistently, we got around 40 people each week and they just loved it. They said it was so helpful. And, and so we're like, okay, we got to get this out to a lot more people. They don't want us to understand our rights. They don't want us. No, they don't. What we're allowed to do and what the government. Do you know what a PMA is? Private membership membership association. No. PMA. And 
want to take that one or you want to? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we uh, actually formed a PMA for our salon uh, about, a, about a year ago, actually. Private uh, Membership Association. Yeah, private membership. So in the First, <clears throat> the first Amendment, we have, we have the right to assemble, and we also have the right to engage in private contracts. Contract. So all the people that we have come into our salon, we have clearly posted uh, on our door. Basically, they're stepping from the public domain into the private domain. And we have our members sign up with us. And because of that, we are able to have a lot of flexibility with what we can offer. And, you know, so we can't get shut down. Color, but yeah. So a, a PMA wow. also. So and you don't have to pay taxes. No, there's, a, there's, there's you. There are do, loopholes, but loopholes. Yeah. However, a private membership association, you could be a faith based private membership. So like a ministry. The problem yeah. is with these churches that were shut down during the pandemic, right? They were, yeah, they were in the yes. public sector. Some of them were LLCs and they had legitimate 501c3s, which makes them a, a public entity. So it's okay, like a five, you're five, but you could also start your own private membership association, a faith based private membership association, and you could do a 508. Uh, 1A or something like that, I believe it's called. Um, I'll get you some more information on it. Okay. So there's no no protection from the Constitution as a 501c3. As a faith-based based private membership association, the state can't come in and tell you to shut down your church because you're private. So there's a really gray area of public and private domain. And a lot of these, these people were, they thought because they were an LLC, but they had a 501c3, and they were a church, they were protected. You're not. Wow. This I had no idea. Yeah. So the government able to get to the Constitution, they're, they're tricking people. So you could form your own business without filing any papers with anybody. You, you have your own articles of formation. And there's also private, private education associations, yes. private health associations. Private health. So, yeah, I got to introduce you with Scott and Deb, uh, who run so, we, uh, people PMA power. Yes. So for a private health association, which is something you could form in a in your you know your ministry, let's say, because you are a Christian, you could form your own private church where you can take these women and help them out with doctors or whatever you that you may need. So people can donate to you, taxes or you know without any uh, taxes you have to pay or anything like that because you're technically the non a non taxable donation. And you can bring in doctors to donate their time and help these women out as well. And it's all and in without, the private. So without any licensing, without yeah, any, no you don't need any shit. Not, none you don't of that need any of that bullshit. Yep. You don't need any of the red tape or any of the garbage. Yeah, because you're in private. blowing my mind. Yeah. yeah. This so is all in the talks. When you, when you talk civics and constitution, you have like a, the right to assemble. You have the right to private contract. There's so many rights you have, but you give those rights up when you ask the state or the government for permission to form a company. So right. your LLC, you're asking permission to form a company, which now right. they can take that away yeah. from you. The PMA, you're declaring. You're so declaring. basically, we've we formed our we, we signed our own what equates to like a declaration of independence and our own pretty much bill of rights, and we have like our own micro kind of constitution. That's amazing. Yeah, and we have meetings, and, and, and it's so, a similar structure to like an Elks club or uh, some country clubs. And that that's, those are all private. We have, yeah, oh so, my and, gosh. And your, your verbiage is very important in your, in your, in your articles of formation and in your membership agreement. Um, like I said, I'll send you some videos on that. So when you form okay. this, we, we could talk more about this later. Um, you can literally have the protection of the constitution and you could tell the government and the state 
and whoever wants to overstep their their boundaries and step out of the jurisdiction to go fuck themselves. This is politely. Annoying. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah and shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're a stupid cunt. Suck my dick. <laughs> That's what you could tell them. No, I am fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell them that. But, but I think that's uh, that's a good route for you They're to go. They're super, super powerful. And you know, um, you've heard of NAMBLA? Uh, yes. Okay, they're a, a they're a PMA. That shows you the power of a PMA. You're that's saying, how, like, how the fuck can something Have you like heard of the Arizona, the Arizona Bar? Arizona Bar Association for the lawyers? Yeah. They're yeah. a PMA. They're all private. The, lawyer, the lawyers don't want you to know they exist. So you, if, you even, if you hire a lawyer to get this done lawyers will put verbiage in, in the contracts that you're still a public company and if you're yeah, not but they're here but they're only approved to practice law for the public but by a yes. private association so, yeah. yeah so the lawyers have a, a, a something to uphold they have to uphold their oath to the bar which is to do the public so it, it's like a conflict of interest so if you're a sworn in bar licensed lawyer you can't truly write a PMA contract or a PMA article of information. It goes, it goes against your oath. Okay. So, so a lot of them, so, and they won't tell yeah. you either. They'll, they'll, they won't tell you. They don't know what the fuck they're talking. Yeah. About. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, most um, people okay. don't know that these, these so things being that you're well-versed in the constitution and every state's a little different. So you need to know your, your state's, um, constitution. bill of rights as well. And, and right. Right. Yep. Okay. State constitution yeah. but, and things but like now, that. now being that we're a PMA, I can open up a salon in Arizona. Las Vegas, Florida, without getting a license in that state. Oh my gosh! Hair license, you don't need nothing. You need a license to practice on the public, but you're in private, so no license is required. And the only way anyone can step in and do anything is if Anthony, if you're performing or you know uh, subjecting people to a quote unquote substantial evil. And as long as you're not. And if they don't consider abortion I, a substantial evil, then or 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 or, uh, or boy love association a, a substantial evil, like that's, that's pretty evil. That's pretty evil. The yeah. Marlon Brando Association, the Mon- no, Marlon Brando Lookalike Association, huh? The NAACP is also a PMA. Yep. Yeah. So there's been there's a lot of places you can go to find out who how they beat um, the state. At a Supreme Court level and at the state level, yeah, court, all kinds the, of precedent. NAACP was subpoenaed by Alabama for their roster, the membership roster, back in the Civil Rights Movement, and the NAACP told them to pretty much fuck off. And then it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in their favor, saying, "No, you don't have the right to to ask them for their private contracts." Between the federal parties. Supreme Court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they told the state of Alabama, "Sorry, you're okay. not entitled to that information." I gotta, yeah, I gotta connect you with so. Uh, at at one of these events that we do, I ran into uh, Scott and Deb. They run the We the People PMA Power, and they they that's what they do. They teach people how to open up PMAs. Uh, that's their whole entire platform. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's, please do. We're gonna have them on our show pretty soon. Uh, really, yeah, really cool, cool people. Scott's from Australia, uh, and his wife Deb. Is. She's from out here. I think they actually live in the Arizona area, if I'm not mistaken. Um. But because now, now that we're thinking, not to cut you off, James, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Um, if you do start a private health association and you do get the doctors who are on board and you collect enough donations, you could form almost your own clinic to help some of these people out who are really not. 
don't have the means to go to a doctor. So for them, an abortion is a, a cheapest way out for them. And they don't know what they're doing. And at least they can get checked up. You do have a healthy baby. You are lied to. You can do this. You know, and you can, they don't have insurance, they have nothing. And you can create this environment for them to kind of get oh, on their oh, feet. Positive influence yeah. in their life a lot of sure. times. No one's given them the right advice. Uh, there's a place here in Tucson that does exactly that. Okay. It's, I'm sure it's not a PMA, yeah. but they are a absolutely volunteer-based free full clinic, you know, that, that for, for, you know, illegals who don't have insurance that, you know, they mostly do in Arizona because it's all accessed, you know, whatever the, the government insurance is, but it's volunteer, like, really high-end private practice doctors actually here, then go volunteer. It's called Answers for Life. Um, and they run a full medical clinic, you know, through the end, volunteer and on donation-based. Wow. And they help wow. a lot of women. So it's really, yeah. That's all, yeah, but that's, but these, these are the, this is the power of PMAs, I'm sure. And I'm gonna go tell them, I'm gonna talk to the lady. Might be, they might even be a PMA already. You might not even know. Um, there's a lot of PMAs around you that, that you, you walk into and you don't even realize that they are private membership associations. Oh, a lot you of times know. like acupuncturists and yeah. like alternative. Yeah. Really? Really alternative medicines. Yeah. Because they can't get traditional amount um, like insurance that other doctors and things would get. So this is just sure. like totally. Wow. This is really crazy. It goes, it yeah. goes to where the point came from that they don't want us to understand our rights. Right. They don't want us to understand uh, what we're able to do and what the government's a able to do. They want us to think that the government can tell us what to do whenever they want. And we're just supposed to obey. And in, right. re in reality, it's the complete opposite. Right. And that's the giant illusion that they constantly push on the people. And so many people have fallen for it. I right. mean, look at, look what they did with the mandates. Joe Biden comes out, Joey bag of donuts. He's like, yeah, we're going to put out a, you know, anybody over a hundred employees has to get the jab. And it was just a press release. How many people went and got the jab because of press release? They they understand how the, the psychology of that, what goes behind that by them doing those those things. They know people are just going to obey. And like, oh, the government told me I had to do this. And if I want to keep my job, I better. Uh, I didn't want to, but I guess I have to now. And there's so right. many people that bit the bullet that way. Right. That's why I always say, hey, nobody, it's not, I don't ever say forced jab. I say coerced, you were coerced. Nobody forced you to do it. You went out on your own volition. You got it. Yep. A hundred percent. You were coerced, but that's no better. You know, the government should, no, no, it's not but... people and the job, you shouldn't be coerced through your job or, or threatened with your job or you're being fired. It's, it's, it's crazy. People will have recourse. So, I what I want to close out on, because uh, we could talk to you for for hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's really late. So you guys fun. are East Coast. We we can we could definitely do this again uh, in the future if you'd like, because uh, you're you're a wealth of knowledge, and I love what you're doing. Um, we'd Thank love you. love to get updates, and when your website is live, definitely let okay. us. Know. We'll blast it out everywhere. Um, but what do you think that we can do locally to hold our Republican leadership accountable? because it's very, very difficult for a lot of people to understand that it's up to us to hold them accountable. And they're like, how? So what are some steps people could take locally to hold them accountable? I definitely think being involved in the Republican party, because that's really our vessel. We can't, I mean, taking over the Democrat party to me is just totally impossible. And so I think, you know, focus a new party. I've thought of, and that was close. That was actually the Senate candidate um, after he was, and I believe we don't have proof that he was cheated by our own party, by the GOP out of that primary. I do think, I think that happened. 
I don't know. After that, that was where we kind of went was forming the Patriot Party Arizona. So we were actually gathering signatures and, you know, I, and I think it was 35,000 and I don't know at what point they kind of stopped, but it all kind of blew up because um, the leadership, you know, that former Senate candidate I supported kind of went off in the other direction and, and kind of um, reneged on his values. But I have thought that I just don't, the problem is I don't think most people are there yet. And I just, you know, when I go to my meetings with my Republicans, there's the staunch conservatives, you know, who know what's going on, me and some others. Then there's obviously like the corrupt, I think like Marxist infiltrators, you know, and, and yep. they're you know, running a Marxism off. Yep. And there's the vast majority in the middle. And they're just, I don't like fighting. No, you know, Reagan said, don't speak ill of other Republicans. No, I'm like, whoa, no, no. I just, I, we need those people. And I don't think they're there yet. And so in the meantime, um, and I hope my efforts aren't futile. I don't think so, just because, oh, you know, definitely. so close to getting that woman, you know, she, yeah. rumor, she's dropping out. Um, so, you know, I, I really think being involved in the party and, you know, becoming a, a PC, and I don't know if you guys are tracking on what a PC is. Um, well, tell, tell for all. We're not, we're not very PC. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, a precinct, a, a PC is a precinct committeeman, and um, all you know across the country. Obviously, there's little voting districts called precincts, you know, and that's your polling place and blah blah blah, whatever. There's also, you know, each party will have precinct committeemen to represent them, and and then precinct committeemen can become state committeemen, and those people then go to the state conventions and you know determine the direction of the state political party, the state, you know, for us, Republican party, you know, they put in bylaws, they elect leadership, which actually has a lot of power. They can ice out candidates, they can help good candidates, they can, you know, help bad candidates. So I think that's really important. And then those people- Help with election integrity. Exactly. So it just in Pima County, we had the, our board of supervisors just voted in machines, electronic, everything. Did our, did my county chair scream to Republicans to get out there? No, of course not. Cause she's working in tandem with these corrupt. She wants machines in too. So that's where I see, we can't get, we can't be effective or get anything done when our party is stat Like that's the, the vessel we have to, you know, try and be effective. We have to and we can't. Do you think if you catch one of the people in the party cheating, you cut their hands off, that would set the precedence? <laughs> or if they lie, you cut their so. tongue out? Yeah. Or you, yeah. you, you, you have your, your, your due process, your trial and jury, and you hang traitors. Like I don't, you yes. know, make hang traitors. One crime yeah. defined by the Constitution, and I think, Part, yeah, pardon feathering in there too. Isn't that in the Constitution? I don't know. I don't think so. But, <laughs> I well, like. Do you that. think we should add a couple fucks into yeah, the Constitution yes. though, just for emphasis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for emphasis. Yeah. So I'd say get involved in the party, become a PC, and 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 people can email me. Um, Olivia at speaktruthwithoutfear.com. If they, maybe I'll text you guys these emails. Yes, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm a little retarded sometimes. Okay. And that first one, Luck USA is without a K. It's L-U-C-U-S-A. L-U-C-U-S-A, yeah. correct. Uh, luck, yeah, dot org. Other one to, to come to the, to the show. You got a lot of emails. How do you keep I know. up? I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Yeah. So well. pro luck, and then this PC stuff, I am so willing to help and can help with, with telling people where to go. I could help, you know, if they're like, well, I'm in, you know, Philadelphia, I can look up stuff and, and figure out where to kind of point them. Cause I know when I was teaching that I taught this stuff in a class last Wednesday to some people, a zoom class, 
and they were like, whoa, this is too much information. I don't even know where to begin. So I think, you know, I am so willing to help um, and can, you know, point in the right direction. I think getting involved in the party as well as, you know, learning who your state legislators are. Everyone's in this like federal election mindset, like my Congress, AOC, Pelosi, Schumer, Lindsey Graham, like that's California, New York, and South Carolina. They got nothing to do with you. That doesn't affect you. You know, I'm in Arizona, you're in Nevada, you're in New Jersey. Um, so get out of this, you know, mindset of federal races are most important. Your state races are most important. Your secretary of state who does elections, your freaking governor, your state legislators who are passing state law, you know, and your sheriffs, your county sheriffs. So I think um, my two things would be get involved in the party and really learn your statewide races, who your state legislators are, what their voting records are, who's representing you, who can you call? You know, you call your congressman, they don't give a crap. But you call your state legislator and you show up where they are and you scream at them, they might, you know, do the right thing. If they're not on the take. Right. <laughs> sure. Hard, hard to find these days. A lot of them are. Uh, this is why I say burn it all down. I agree. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time. Sometimes they had to hit reset, start from scratch. And our founding fathers told that they put it in the Constitution for a reason. They knew that, that a time like this may, may come in the future and it, it may be here because even if we, I say it all the time. In, in a perfect world and, and we win this war and everybody gets held accountable, we're not just talking the federal government, the, the congressmen, the, the, we're talking local governments, local judges, pre cops, precincts, we're talking a huge entertainment, we're talking a huge amount of people. If we just remove those people, arrest all of them in a perfect world, they all get caught and held accountable. And we put in our guys, like we got our guys, we vet them all, they're all on the up and up, they're, no one's gonna be corrupted in that group of individuals that gets replaced. How long till it gets corrupted again? Because they're going to eventually leave. Five years, 10 years, 100 years from now, eventually you'll get it corrupted again. You have to rebuild the whole entire thing so that something like this can never happen again. Our founding fathers intended our leadership not to be a, a job, but to be uh, still work your regular job and still be a part of the community. Yet Civil be service. Exactly. And now, now you have these career politicians in every state that's been in, in politics forever. You know, know, at local levels, there's been some people that have been at local politics. For how, about, how about Mitt Romney? Yeah, Mitt, he's the best. Talk, talk, talk about fucking rhinos. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god, career <laughs> politician. Yeah, all like of these. He was guys. a governor he's of Massachusetts. Now, where is he now? Where's what? Utah. Utah. He's a, state ah. he's a senator from Utah. Yeah. What? You didn't get enough? Like you can't get a job right now? It's all real. Oh, they can't. That's why they're in government. It's all. It's, yeah. They don't produce anything. <laughs> no, never, never have, never will. It's, right. it's very tough for me because we've been very heavy on this show that if we can't fix 2020, there is no 2022. There is no 2024. We're, right. We're very adamant about that on this show uh, because if they can rig 2020, they're going to rig every election going forward. Right. But the closer that we get to 2022, the closer it looks like it may be happening. And right. If it is going to happen, you have to. We have to do what we can do. And that means becoming a poll watcher. Right. Uh, you know, getting involved in that aspect, going, making sure that they don't allow people to kick out poll watchers like they did in 2020. You know, right. there's not much. You know, get involved where where you have access to the passwords to the routers. Find a way to get it, get in that position. There's there's ways to do it uh, to make sure that we have. Any any leg up that we can have against the rigging, against the cheating, because we have to expect it. 
We have to go into this election expecting that they're going. What's what's the scuttlebutt in Arizona with the election over there in Maricopa since you're the next town over? Yeah, um, from the outset, I knew that was going to be a flop. And that was a really hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. And I only knew that because being involved, like I, you know, and it was my Senate Senate president, Miss Karen Fan. So because I know who she is and her record and where she stood on things, and I know she's corrupt, anyone she, ha- she oh, we found somebody and I'm hiring him and I think he's great. Oop, red flag. That's not going anywhere. Um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And I think, yeah, and, and, and Pima County, um, the two, and, and Maricopa is red. It includes Phoenix and Tempe and Mesa's kind of Hasn't going, been blue since 1948. It's, it's, it's a red county and it's a big county, but all those, all those outside areas are so stinking red. And um, so it just, I mean, there's so much, there's so much corruption and I'm not tracking on even where they think it stands now. Our, you know, our legislators are in session now and Rusty Bowers who's the speaker of our house, he just, you know, used it an old parliamentary tactic to kill an actually decent election integrity bill. Um, so he put it through, he, he put it through all 12 committees, which then it, some of the committees won't even, you know, hear it. finance committee, they're not going to hear election integrity or whatever ones won't hear it, but that killed that bill. And he's a Republican. So that's, yeah. This is why we have to hold our Republican leadership accountable. We can't like that's what I see. fix the, the left. Like we can't. It's not can't. the Democrats killing the electric integrity bill. It's Republicans. It's not, you know, like I just saw all these transgender bills to protect children from experimental surgery are being killed across the country by Republican state legislators, not Democrats. It's Republicans. And so that's where I, I get so kind of, you know, wound up or, um, you know, passionate. We have to. And it, it's uncomfortable. Like I spend a lot of time. I devote a lot of passion and effort. And I mean, there's other things I'd, you know, probably rather be doing than tracking down these corrupt people and, and trying to hold them accountable. But clearly, you know, we've been so asleep at the wheel. And I do think, you know, do you know who David Clements is, Professor Clements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had a meeting with him about a month ago. He came here to Tucson. And he was saying, and, and this really made sense to me, you know, the vast majority of America's rural. You know, you've got LA, you got San Francisco, you got these big cities, but you know, you see the map of Trump, it's all red, right? And these like little, you know, gross blue pockets. Um, but elections, you know, counties run elections. So his his idea was you have just countless red counties. What you can do is go start petitioning these people who are probably good conservative Republicans for the most part in these red counties and and outlaw machines, ban machines, go to a hand count. So because, you know, Tucson, Pima, we're not getting anywhere. I got a bunch of Democrats. Um, and rhinos. Right, right. You know, but his, his idea was going to these rural counties, you know, where you only got three people on a board of, I, we call them board of supervisors, you know, board of councilmen, whatever runs a county, whatever kind of legislative, you know, admin, yeah, it's a lot of yeah. nothing out in Arizona. I drove through. It was just well, like miles of nothing. Hold on. Right, right. What is their what is their point for wanting machines? Because it's faster, it's more efficient. I think I think so. Yeah, and, right. and you know, yeah. What about what about blockchain? See, I I wish I don't 
I think so. I don't know. I am not because a super tech savvy person. No. We interviewed a guy named Randy Smith who wants to make the voter ID card, which all the votes are now kept in the blockchain. And we can now keep we as at our house can watch all the votes and tally them ourselves. And if we see a uh, something that's wrong. Oh, yeah, discrepancy. Thank but you. you can't I can't see where my where my vote went, but I'm no, watching. That's that's what he wants on the blockchain. So then you, you can, can literally look back. Look so back. if you want you want more efficient and transparent, you want voter safety. Well, they don't they don't want transparent. That's right. the, <laughs> because we still haven't even gotten the routers and the passwords from Maricopa County. We still don't have them. And like even as much as if I am a fan of that, I still think that low tech is is probably the best way to go because you I mean you can't how are you gonna hack a piece of paper, and it, you know, as long as the the, the voter rolls have to get cleaned up, and, though. Too, well, if they add mail in ballots, then that's how you pack hack a piece of paper and you mail them all in. Uh, <laughs> no, but you, you don't. You don't have mail. You don't have mail in paper ballots. Nope. You would have no a voter ID who had who has their voter ID who has their you know their ballot. They're handing it in. They're watching their vote get added to the count, and they're getting a receipt for their vote. And you know. Well, think about how ass backwards it is. It's it's you can't voter ID is racist, but to get into a store, you need a vaccine, vaccine ID. ID. Of course, yeah. Like if that's not racist though, even though the black community is the mo the community that least wants to take the jab. Right. It's beautiful. I love it. Black Lives Matter, guys. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, but if you're a Republican, you should be up in arms over now, right? With this vaccine ID shit. I know. You're trying to tell us we can't have voter ID, but you want you want vaccine we have to ID. Take the higher ground, Nicholas. We, don't we, even we have, have to be better than example. them. Of one person who was impacted by a voter integrity law. There's not one single person who's an eligible voter who went to go vote that wasn't able to vote. Right. It's never happened. And they're saying that, oh, the voting rights are being suppressed. And but you ever see oh, the guy yeah. who goes into the hood and goes up to black people? He's like, he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, do you do you have an ID? Of a computer? Can you can you tell me where to go get an ID? I need to get an ID. He's like, yeah, it's right there. The DMV He's like, oh, you have one. Yeah, well, of course, everybody's got an ID. Like, <laughs> you think it's racist that I might think that you might not have an ID? Yeah, it's racist as fuck. Like, what? What are we talking about here? Like, you think I can't go get an ID? If I was a black person, I heard the TV tell me that black people can't get IDs. I'd be like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'd be mm -hmm. furious. Like, this is ridiculous. And we're the racist ones for for suggesting voter ID is a good idea. It makes right. it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But Olivia, we yeah. can literally keep you here all night. <laughs> it's been so yeah. much fun. Uh, please tell everybody where they could find you, social media, what you're doing. All eight emails. Yeah, all eight emails. I'm gonna listen. No, I'm gonna list all down below. Just, just text them over. Uh, what you're doing with Speak Truth uh, Without Fear, uh, and everywhere everybody could find you. Okay, text them to you after. Yeah, text, but you can tell our audience now so they can listen. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Um, Pro-life stuff, Olivia at lucusa.org. Um, for PC political stuff, um, Olivia at speaktruthwithoutfear.com. And then definitely my Instagram. Awesome. What's your Instagram? At um, yeah, real Olivia Murray. Real Olivia Murray. Awesome. Olivia, thank you so much for coming on. We had so much fun. Yeah, thank you. That was a blast. That was so much fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It, it was... That was actually one of my favorite heavy. shows in a long time. It was, it was a heavy, it was a he but it was a heavy episode. It was a very, very heavy episode, but it was very uh, packed with information and, and actionable steps. That's what we need more of. We need more actionable steps. People go out and actually do something and make a difference. And 
we can't thank you enough for all the work that you're doing. And God it's so much you. better looking at you than James's ugly face that it made him oh, you're in good company. I'm in I'm in sweatpants. Uh, <laughs> they're probably right. not wearing pants behind it. They're just shirt. No. That's why oh. I can't stand up. <laughs> but Olivia, thank you so much. Uh, God bless you and all the work that you're doing. Yeah. Shout out to our sponsors, Chris Cream's number one topical in the game, 21 time Cannabis Cup Award winning. The best pain cream in the world, full spectrum. It's like Ben Gay on steroids. You definitely want to pick some up. Go to chriscreams.com, put in code WPRUSA for 15% off. And if you like cooking outdoors, go to mmm-usa.com, pick up yourself a grill. Cook a nice steak, some elk on top of an open flame. Camping, this is the grill for you. American flag, stars and bars made here in the U.S. of A. Go to mmm-usa.com, pick up yours today. Code WPRUSA for 10% off. Love you again. Thanks again. We appreciate you. Until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all. Bye. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media. 
the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement. And we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. You can't handle the truth.